Hello, I'm Craig Constantine. Welcome to the Movers Mindset Podcast, where, as I say all the time, I talk to movement enthusiasts to find out who they are, what they do, and why they do it. My guest today is Robbie Corbett. Welcome, Robbie. Thanks for having me, man. Excited to be here. Um, Thank you for coming back. I'm so sorry. We we did we actually did this before. We had a really awesome 20 minute conversation about. Oops, nobody gets to hear it. No, we had a technology problem, and it was, it was like, oh, it's almost. And I listened to it. I'm like, all right. The rule, my rule of thumb is, if it's going to be distracting, then I don't put it out. So we didn't put it out, but we had a great conversation. I'm happy that we had it. Then we had a chance to uh, like get together with some friends and make lunch for a few hundred people. <laughs> that was super fun. Um, and I'm torn, but I think today I want to ask you about like the most recent thing that I've seen you, that I've seen you do or talk about or publish, which is, this is like a tongue twister, the pop-up parkour. Um, I don't know whether to call it construction project or space or longest dream that you've had realized. So uh, you mentioned that it was a dream that you realized. So to tell me yeah. what comes to heart and comes to mind for you when I say Hey, that's a nice pop-up parkour thing you got there. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, definitely. I, I would say, I guess, where it really, I, I never thought that I'd actually get to do it. I guess that's why it's more of a dream than it was a goal at first. But I, I remember um, seeing my first videos about like what parkour is and was like, oh, that's what I have been doing kind of my whole life. That's a sport. Um, or movement or other people are doing it. So that's really cool. And this is probably like 2015 when I saw videos of it, of other people in other countries doing it. And um, I remember getting more motivated by that to like, man, I'm going to go train it more and uh, do what these people do. And funny enough, I started going like, well, where could I do that? Uh, Cause I was mainly watching people in like France or the UK um, or Russia, and they have like amazing architecture that's not so designed for uh, insurance scares like the U.S. does, where everything's <laughs> built super safe. So I was like, well, I'll just go to the playgrounds I used to play on, and I've done some tricks there. So let's go. I hadn't been there in a, you know, a few years by this point, but I was like, let's go check it out. And when I was doing that and moving around and realized how much bigger I'd gotten since the last time I was at these playgrounds doing it, mm. um, I was like, man, it'd be cool to build like a space that uh, was actually accommodating for people my size and kids and everybody to to not have to come to this playground and make it so obvious like okay you go up these stairs you turn right you go down that slide or you climb down that or it it, it would be more free flowing of you could do these general things but here's also uh, an advanced way of doing it or um, some things like I've been to skate parks and they have some ramps that are like modular so you could show up and kind of scoot them over and build a little bit different for what you wanted to train so that's where I guess I first had the dream of it. And it wasn't until many years later of developing an equipment, uh, working with equipment manufacturers to design equipment for gyms uh, that can also be used in competitions, since I know those kind of link together for training compared to like on the field, off the field or stuff like that. Um, This was the first time that a school reached out and was like, you know, we want to build this for this school. And the idea is we want a place that they can be creative um, and not just be forced to do like this by the book. Maybe they could build stuff, um, you know, uh, maybe they can make new challenges. And, you know, that's uh, when they said that to me, I was like this, I knew I could talk to them right away and it'd be a great working Mm -hmm. experience, which it was um, to develop this for, which is funny too. It's for 
elementary through middle school, which I generally design for like middle school and adults. So yeah. When they came to you and asked, um, you know, or came to you and said, what do you think about this project? Um, I'm just thinking I've had a lot of conversations where people have said, like you, they said, I, I want to build. And then their, their question is always like, how do I pitch it to, um, you know, schools or groups or municipalities? And, and this story that you're telling is, is really neat. And I don't want to say it's unique. I'm sure I've probably heard it before, but it seems way more rare for some organization to approach one of us and to say, Hey, could you? And, and I'm wondering if there's anything that we can pick out of there, like maybe like what, what was the thing that you said to them that cinched it for them? Like, oh, this guy understands our vision. Or was there something in particular that they asked for that surprised you that you realized like, oh, well, okay, yeah, I could do that. Like, I'm just looking for like really interesting insights into their point of view on what they wanted because that's a very rare opportunity for people to like actually have somebody approach them. Uh, yeah, honestly, it was very rare um, for for me as well. (laughs) Um, Generally, I'm doing more exactly like you're saying, which is um, I'm trying to find uh, these odd situations. It's it's very common for a gym or a special event to reach out. Number one, I'm a co-owner of the World Free Running and Parkour Federation. Um, So if somebody types in the word parkour or federation or sport that I think that's what probably they did and came up with eventually. Um, Mm -hmm. I think if they also type in like parkour playground, we come up pretty, pretty fast. So I think that's how they generally found us. What's, what's their domain? What's the domain name? I don't want to get Uh, WFPF would be the world free running and parkour federation. And it's a WFPF.com. Dot com. I didn't want to guess and say it wrong. <laughs> Just want to make sure. No, 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 no. So, a lot of so people do because it's kind of a tongue twister. You're used to having people reach out through that context, but this this school didn't reach out that way. They came at you from a different angle. I'm, I'm asking. Yeah, that. yeah. So they were researching different playground options or um, play equipment on Google, and um, mm. our equipment is sold on different websites. We have other. Uh, we, we have one man, main manufacturer, but we have other people that are, um, uh, I can't believe, I can't think of the word, but like salespeople basically for it. Resellers. And Is that the word you're looking yeah, for? Yeah. Yeah. Like a wholesaler, <laughs> um, an in-between guy. And, uh, that's how yeah, they, Louis that's how the they, dog, right? yeah, they started looking more at our website and seeing the competitions we've designed, seeing the small modular equipment compared to the big in gym. So when they reached out, it was, it was honestly like, is, is this something you guys would be interested in? That's how they proposed it to me. And I'm like, Mm. absolutely. Where generally it's kind of the other way of people, you know, like we, we hear about a gig or we hear about a competition and people are trying to uh, do it themselves. And then we end up showing them what we do and they're like, Oh, you guys should do it. Um, Mm. The thing that was most it caught me off guard was the fact that it was a school. So I go in with preconceived notions of like, they're going to want what every school has. They say they want something else, but mm. they, they're going to, it's going to end up being like when I've designed parks or playgrounds, it's kind of been the same. It's like, we want it completely different and you start doing it. And then they're like, Oh, what if it looked like this? And then you're like, I can make it look a <laughs> every little other bit playground, like that. Right? <laughs> yeah. I can make it look a little bit like that. And then eventually it's just becomes something else, uh, which that's also very common in the film industry that I'm from. So I get used to that and feel those tides, but this one, um, 
had a great conversation with uh, the two kind of main project advisors. And then they're like, we'll do a, you know, make us a deck. So I did because they were having trouble seeing the vision. And I sent them like a pitch deck. And then they go, let's hop on another call next week. I said, okay. And on that call, I didn't know, but there was the the student body president, as well as the head of physical academics for the county. Mm. So I was like, oh, I got to talk. Okay, well, I didn't know if you were talking to like that kind of levels yet. So I just did. And they were super accommodating. The physical ed people were like, how would we use it? So I said, well, uh, I'm going to develop for you guys like four lesson, four floor lesson plans and come up with games and stuff and then just give you the idea. And here's kind of some videos. And he said, okay, I think we could have a lot of fun with this. I was like, awesome. And then the student body president said, I think it'd be great for our kids. Um, and then it honestly came into, they said, could you make it cooler? And I was like, absolutely. Cause oh, I yeah. think my first version <laughs> was a bit more anticipating what I, you know, had always happened. Um, so when they came back and said that I did another draft of that and they, uh, they loved it. So, um, you know, all about it too. It is a bit construction because once again, the, the room was already built. I had to put things in this already pre-existing room that I wasn't allowed to change. It all has to go away if they want for uh, assemblies or things like that, which I was able to do very easy. The age gaps of size was a bit tough. I mean, I think elementary school to middle school, I had to be super um, creative with the heights of things, the kind of difficulty of things. Um, the soft compared to the hard stuff like that. But, um, it's been, you know, it's, it's pretty crazy because I've, I've designed a few parks and playgrounds that never actually ended up really getting built. Mm -hmm. This would be, so this would be the first school thing or park or playground per se that, I mean, it's, it's built. So I can't wait for school to start and see how it goes. That's neat. I hadn't thought before about, and in like in hindsight, I'm like, oh, duh, Craig, I hadn't thought before about you would need, like, you can't just deliver the thing. You have to actually also show them how to teach using the space. I'm like, oh, I hadn't thought of that. I mean, I just automatically assumed that people would figure out how to, and I was like, oh, that's a good point. And that's a neat, that might be something that people need to consider if they're randomly pitching to organizations, it might be wise to include an example. Um, I don't know what your thoughts are about that, about like saying like, you know, here's the space and here's an example of a lesson plan that you could use in the space to maybe the people will go like, I don't know, but maybe I should hand this over to the PE department and the PE department goes like, Oh yeah, we'll take that. I hadn't, I hadn't never thought about it from that, from that side about how, about suggesting to push the lesson plan to them. Um, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that's something we had to start doing with gyms because somebody come and say, I've, I've learned parkour myself. I want to teach people now. And that's where the WFPF certification has come in, um, which is at the same uh, website as well as online parkour certification.com. But uh, mm-hmm. those are for the difference between a talented athlete, uh, then understanding how to work with people that potentially aren't as talented or more afraid or not physically as capable yet to get them first through certain uh, low level, you know, on the floor kind of skills, progressions, build the strength and collect the data to assess if Mm. they're safe for them to move on to more risky skills or levels of the sport. So we've been doing that for gyms and coaches. Well, I have for over eight years now because we're uh, 
the certification is backed by an international insurance company that provides the insurance for the gyms or the competitions, things like that. So it's pretty easy to then be with this physical ed coach to say, well, I can provide all that if you're okay with that. Cause that's also where we came into a weird gray zone. I couldn't just say, I'll certify you because his County doesn't recognize our certification since it's in, uh, school education, not physical education. And they have their own insurance provider and, and it's, I'm sure it blows ours away, whatever school yeah. requires. <laughs> I hope anyways. Uh, so, so it was coming in this respectful way of being like, well, I could provide certain examples. I could give you guys a guidebook. And, uh, and then you guys just have, just like the kids, you're saying they can build whatever they want. You, you guys do the same and we'll show you kind of the uh, pros and cons of the equipment, but after you play around with it more and more, you'll, you'll probably know it better than we do. So, right. yeah. Super interesting. Um, uh, left turn, turn signal, not because I don't want to talk about that. I'll talk about that all day, but a completely no, no, different okay. topic. I'm like, Oh, um, I'm, I'm also, I'm curious about your thoughts that are related to like, where, where is this all going? I don't know. I don't mean the pop-up parkour. I just mean all of it, parkour, the whole movement thing in general. We have, um, we, we currently have an embarrassment of riches. We have indoor parkour spaces, what we're all calling gyms. We have um, parkour competitions. We've got, um, you know, things on ESPN. We've got humongous jams. We've got tiny little jams. We have all this stuff. And it's been like we're coming up on 20 years here of yeah. like this really being a thing. Uh, and I'm just curious as to what your thoughts are of like, okay, just taking everything that you've experienced just like, you know, getting the binoculars out and looking ahead, like, what do you think are the things that are coming for parkour? Let's maybe just say in the United States that you try and keep this same, but like, what do you think is coming? That's going to be like, this is really going to take off, or you really hope this takes off. I'm just curious about what your forward perspective would be. Yeah. Uh, for the sport of parkour, it's actually tough to see where it's going to go. Um, because there's just so many other things that legitimately siphon from it but don't give it its credit. And what I mean mm. by that is things like the film industry has parkour in so many movies now, but they're not uh, necessarily hiring parkour people. They're hiring stunt people as well as it's not like a parkour movie. It's almost like a fight scene or a car hit or a fire burn. It's just a stunt in a movie. So they're kind of, you know, taking a lot of, uh, the best athletes are trying to go over there because that's where some good money is, but then they have to be stuntmen full time. They don't really get to be parkour athletes. So it's kind of similar to like when the rock left WWE to go do movies. It was a big hit mm -hmm. to the pro wrestling uh, industry. Um, another one is tag basically parkour chase, but they call it tag. And that's um, a simple, fun, cool way to do it. Um, but it's not called parkour. And um it's not necessarily giving back to the parkour gyms or businesses very much. It's kind of just keeping it to itself, which I think it will eventually give back, but that's how that is. Um, the other is Ninja Warrior, completely taken from parkour in a very dumbed down version where they don't even really want the best athletes anymore. They'd rather have the new people with a story just to keep the show they going. With the entertainment, right? But it's pretty much taking from parkour. So when you go talk to television show, uh, channels, which I have, you know, NBC, CBS, Fox, they see the Ninja Warrior, they see the tag, and they're like, well, those kind of already exist. Why would this be different? Then you tell them what could be more risky. It could be more uh, 
inside looking at the athletes, you know, it could be more like, I don't know, you could say like an ink masters or, uh, which is like extreme edgy back in the day getting tattoos, but they found a way to relate it to uh, mainstream, even though it's still people have to get tattooed every single episode, you know? So you, you go that way with it and it kind of scares them because like, Oh wait, you know, people could get, so this is like jackass, they think. And you're like, no, these guys are less likely to get hurt because they're trying to not get hurt. <laughs> and they, they don't quite get that. You know, they're like, well, Ninja Warrior looks safe. It is. It, Tag looks uh, more safe. It, it is. So those are kind of taking from it where ESPN would be calling for parkour, which, by the way, we were talking with ESPN like 10 years ago. They just gave shitty budgets. Um, so we went with MTV instead and did MTV's Ultimate Parkour Challenge. It just sports show on MTV failed, but you know, nobody's surprised, go fig- but, go figure, right? <laughs> but they gave way more money and they said, this would be cool. Cause maybe we could transition. Just like we said, we have the jackass people. Let's show the skilled, awesome people. So they at least got it, but it was the mm. wrong channel for it. Um, so where I see those siphoning is really tough. Cause I see the sport growing, but it's also in tag. It's in ninja. Uh, as far as competitions, the other big one for the sport of parkour is FIG, Federation International Gymnastica, basically stole our sport. Um, Literally just said it's theirs, and they're doing the whole sports governance way of stopping competitions that aren't theirs, actively stopping World Parkour Championship, which is a a federation that we own and is the one that did the first ever World Parkour Championship. They came in after and basically said, this is ours, and they've blocked us out of getting any kind of money from the sports governance system to do any of those. So we've had to do it for profit and make it all happen ourselves, which has been tough with COVID, but they're actively, even like USA gymnastics has come in trying to take it over without working with us at all and just taking it because their gymnastics program is dead. Boys don't do gymnastics. Uh, Mm. I never did it. I taught it for like 10 years because I had to pay my bills and I learned a lot from it. It's very beneficial, but I never wanted to wear a leotard and do pommel horse and rings and um, move like somebody 30 years before me moved to be judged. I liked doing it the way I liked doing it. And there was no way for me to succeed in that in gymnastics. So that's now died the men's division and they're trying to take parkour to siphon it, to keep their budgets with uh, the Olympic committee. Yeah so many there's so many pieces right what do you think um i don't want to say what i want to say is like so what can figuratively speaking for the listener what can i do like is the best thing for each of us to do to sort of like relax don't worry about all the random catastrophes you see on the horizon like we each see on the horizon and instead Mm -hmm. find the piece of it that you love or is somehow each of us just following the thing that we love that's what created the whole mess of like you know the film industry can just step in and and basically take advantage i don't say take advantage but they can reap the rewards of all the skilled athletes by skimming the cream off um so is it is it like everybody should somehow come together or come together more or are we going to be okay do you think if we just keep because it's very individual, right? The parkour people just tend to be very yeah. individualistic. Um, yeah, I'd say tribal. Like that. They're, they're kind of more tribal than individual mm-hmm. for the majority. They kind of have their people they learned with or their little community, and they want to right. keep it all to themselves. Um, so it's to me, it's a little bit of big fish in a little pond syndrome, which I grew up in a very small town in Florida. Uh, 
there was only a few of us doing it and we realized there was just no other way to do it here. Uh, two of us moved to Los Angeles to do it in the stunt film world. Very successful with it in that one of them still in the stunt and film world and doing great today. Um, and I just went more the sports governance way. Cause I look at it more as a sport, not just an entertainment uh, thing, but um, so you're always going to deal with that. And the, the tough thing or with, parkour too is there's no real it's not like a skateboarding where there's there's a board that you can sell you make the money it pays for things anybody can do parkour anywhere they want at any level and call it parkour so it's gonna keep growing in this individualistic way no matter even if somebody comes in like how ufc did with fighting and they own the pay-per-view world and the big blockbuster fight world but what they don't own at all is the gym world there's tons of gyms for just jujitsu just boxing all the above they get Mm -hmm. no say in that there's also fighters that can go fight for any organization they want because what do you need to put on a fighting event you just need two guys that say they're going to fight you know there's no real there's not there's barely even a glove for that sport like boxing has so so our sports in a weird place um as well as with how the media landscape of owning media and releasing media to make money is becoming more and more difficult um, to actually get money back because how easy it is to watch something for free or get it for free or somebody else share it. The good thing is, though, it's it's opening more creative avenues like um, like where we met with uh, Jesse Danger at his movement uh, creative um, event like I've never seen an event like that be as successful as it was. There was no real, uh, there was like a tag competition. There was um, uh, seminars, there was lectures. Right. There was a great rooftop hangout to train, do whatever. Yeah, the there was space a few was yeah, yeah, but it wasn't promoted like anything else I've seen in parkour that I'm, sh- you know, that I'm sure has made that level of success. Um, so that's what, like seeing stuff like that, I, I had never seen. So that's where I still see this. This is awesome that there's still a space for people to do whatever they want, something new and see if it's successful since it's not like hunkered down and it's, wasn't it in the competition real aspect. So that was really cool. And then, um, I know there's a few other things out there that are just jams. Like people just say this location, I'm buying a permit. Anybody can come and we'll just play. So that's becoming a kind of big um, a success for it as far as people getting together and being less territorial um, and being more communal. So I think if the community, the, the top kind of people in the community come a bit more together, that can ease the people that have their small, small community, not to be rude, but like a small community to actually get everyone somewhat in sync. Mm. I think that would help the sport uh grow in a more positive place i don't know you know and not be hopefully overtaken by like fig or another tag ninja warrior did you make about two dozen great points which i have no clue how to summarize (laughs) Um, oh sorry sorry no i'm not complaining but i'm just thinking that's that's like a nice uh, a nice overview of a couple of things that i hadn't thought of and i think the point about the jam sector of the pie I hadn't really thought about how, you know, the jams have been, you know, various jams, 
not like this particular jam has been here every year, but just jams in general. We've been doing this for so long that it's got to be getting easier for people to have a jam without the mm -hmm. municipality just being like, oh my God, no, you know, <laughs> oh, hell no. Yeah, absolutely. And I, like that is going to continue to make it easier for parkour um, athletes, people who want to like ascend to professional something and people mm -hmm. who want to just do it casually for them to intermix. And I think that's probably the great, um, the great power that we have is within parkour. The power that we have is this ability to mix and to really understand that, yeah, I want to do it for this commercial or professional reason. And other people are like, yeah, I want to do it cause I want to get in shape or I want to do it cause it's fun. Um, so yeah, I don't know that I have a takeaway. I just think that's awesome. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Um, oh, sorry if it was a lot. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, people can rewind. They can press slow down and then they'll probably spam the two of us with all the things that they think are wrong with what we're saying. Build yeah, this is a, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I, I go a bit far. It's, it's tough. I think our last one was a bit easier because uh, we had like, I was teaching spotting at that Jesse, uh, Jesse's event. Uh, what was it? Uh, Move NYC? Is that Move what it was? Move NYC, right? yeah. Yeah. So we, cool. we, I was better at staying on like one time. No, I, I'm going to push back. I'm not going to say in. that you were better. You were better at staying on. It's just the thing we were talking about was a clearer thread. And this time we decided to bite off something that's two, well, the two somethings that are way more complicated. But as everybody listening knows, you could spend hours on any one of those topics talking about building spaces and talking about the future of parkour. Oh my God. All right. Well, as much as I hate to say it, I'm watching the clock tick by. I want to be mindful of your time. And I really hope this one comes out because the last one didn't. So I will just say, oh, yeah. dude, it was great to get a chance to talk to you once, meet you in person, hang out for hours and hours and hours. That was super fun, super fun, super cool. Uh, and I would just say thanks a lot, Robbie. Yeah, thank you. Let's do it again soon.